Welcome to the Hard Justice and Jackhammer Show with Nick. I don't give a f- Glenn and Jesse Smile Pretty Solomonson. What's up, guys? What's up, everybody? Did That's you guys me. get the memo? Did you guys not get the memo? Wow. Apparently I, not. I didn't get that memo. I didn't dude. get it. <laughs> but we're we're rolling with it though. Yeah, I, I just I, I was sitting there and I'm thinking we need to come up with another name for the show. And wow. uh, it just kind of came to me. That's the first thing that came to your mind? Just the first thing that came to my mind. I liked that. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys know where I got that uh, hard justice thing from, right? Did you see that post? Yes, I, I did see that one. Yeah, there was a post on uh, on Facebook about the raccoons. Yep. And Dan, who- giving out hard justice. Oh, I missed it. Okay. <laughs> cool. One wildlife family at a time. One wildlife family at a time. <laughs> I was like, oh. Yeah, that sounds cool. So anyway, now welcome to RC Nation version 2.0. How does that sound? Is that a little more uh, in line with what we? That's uh, us. That is us. The guys are here. What's up? Nick's back. What's up? What's up? What's up? We missed you last week, Nick. I mean, that's what they told me to say. Anyway. Yeah, that was in the script. That was in the the memo. Says the memo did say. Yeah. Remember to tell Nick. Tell Nick we're glad he's back. Yeah, yeah. I didn't write that memo, but I just, I just do what I'm told. So. I did. <laughs> you wrote it. Yeah, <laughs> you like, wrote yeah. the memo. <laughs> he wrote. Yeah. <laughs> Nick's like, F- you. I'm writing that memo. That's that's right. So here we are. Uh, since you weren't here last week, Nick, I, I mm-hmm. think, uh, I think you should go first. All right. What What'd you do this week? In the week? Oh man, you know, I it hasn't been a lot. I could make something up, but dude, the dude, weather make something up. Ha- has yeah, been make up. no. Just yeah, hold you're on. Gonna, you're gonna lie to us anyway. Eighty flights. Man, what's Holy up with, crap! What's up with all the f bombs tonight already? Yeah, we're only like three yeah, minutes I mean, in, yeah. and I've got three of them already. <laughs> yeah, and Dan's <laughs> got a high batting it's, average. It's all you, Dan. Don't worry, I'll, I'll edit. I'll edit that out. Oh, okay. I'll at least put some kind of a sensor beep on it. There That's you what go. You say every time. <laughs> That. <laughs> All right, hey, Nick. It's enough of that seventh, <laughs> seventh grade banter. Oh, childish hey, I had uh, I did have a listener say that he hopes Auden had a great haul for for Halloween. Oh, he made out like a bandit. Did he? he was uh, he was rocking the Power Rangers deal big time, <laughs> and it actually fit. <laughs> it was one of the few costumes that really fit. You know, like you know, you get the kids out there, and you can tell their parents just kind of half-ass grabbed something and went for the well. It'll be easy to put it on if it's too big, but a nightmare to put it on if it's too small. <laughs> yeah, well, we went with uh, we made him try it on in Costco. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, no, we had a good time good. out there, covered some major mileage. That's for sure. Nice. But no, 
I haven't been. Uh, the The weather has taken an unflyable turn, and by that I mean raining sideways, pretty much for the, like the last two weeks. I would say we had the biggest windstorm I've almost ever felt up here. Uh, I, holy cow! It was just insane. So my flying has been limited to the odd day at work for like one or two during lunch. And and they haven't been all that enjoyable. But still trying to, you know, I got a, I got a, I got a bit of a theory on why you had so much wind. You, you made too much fun of the Canadians coming down to get their milk, right? Yep. They got so pissed <laughs> off at you that their collective heat created a high-pressure center. Right, and it just caused a windstorm in your area. It wouldn't surprise me. There was a lot of people that <laughs> were very offended by that because they don't. If you're not from here, you don't really understand yeah, if, what. If we you mean. don't go to the Bellingham Costco, you just don't get it. <laughs> yeah, you don't. And, and here's another tip: lighten up. Oh no, it's a joke. You just wait. It's a joke. You just wait. You're going to come visit, and that's the first place I'm going to take you. You're going to stroke out in the parking lot before we even get parked. I don't care what the reason is, whether it was the Canadians or not, but stop it. (laughs) (laughs) Because that was a lot of wind, and it sucked. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, you know, I haven't, I really haven't been doing too much. I got my, let's see, I, I got some Bluetooth modules in. Just the I got the cheapo eBay ones, and then found out that they only run up to five volts, which was kind of cool. I hadn't really thought about that. You know, new to the V bar thing, new ish. How about that? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I had to do a little rigging on on one. I used a regulator on the other one. I uh, tapped off power out of the servo or uh, the excuse me satellite ports. I knew those things were good for something. <laughs> <laughs> it's not reception. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh, no, nah, but I got that hooked up. I, I bought three of them because they were dirt cheap. And I'm like, yeah, I'll get this hooked up on both Raptors and, uh, and the Goblin. And then, you know, you have to do a little bit of creative wiring and a huge complaint to uh to Mikado you know they the control the port for the control panel that four wire port is so poorly labeled on on the full size it's one way on the mini it's the other the colors are weird yeah and then when you're trying to do a an eBay version anyway that's not pre-labeled you kind of have to do a little backwards and, and well that's exactly what I did a little bit of backwards and I let the smoke out of one one of them. <laughs> <laughs> eh, it was like eleven bucks. It was it was my fault. So I'll get another one ordered. But that you know, that's a really cool deal. This is my first experience with uh, Bluetooth on a, like on a handheld device, and I got to use it, and it's ah, wow. I'm almost gonna say, I'm not gonna say it's a must have, but that's a lot bigger of a bonus than I thought it was. So are you using uh, it on your Samsung then? Yep. See, I had the Bluetooth for the Icon, right? Mm-hmm. I could not mm-hmm. use it on the Samsung. 
Really? It's too. It's it didn't too small. work. No, it worked. It's just too small. Oh, I see. I had to use my my large note, my ten inch note notebook. Or That's because you're old. I, I, dude, I am old, man. I had to have a kid come program my VCR today. I got tired of it flashing twelve. <laughs> I hired some three year old. Exactly. Yeah, VCR. Yeah. Actually, it's, probably actually it's a Betamax. <laughs> you guys are probably too young. You don't even know what that is. No, I know what a Betamax is. I knew you were going to go there when you said the word VCR. And then I, after I get done watching some VHS tapes and Betamax tapes, I play Pong on my black and white TV. Yes, wow. there you go. Uh-huh. On your Commodore? With the little twisty joystick. No, this is, way, this is way, <laughs> way before. I did have a Commodore, though. I had a 64 and a VIC-20 and an Amiga 500. Hardcore is this still gamer. in English? Yeah. It's Latin, it's Latin Justin. Yeah. This is Latin. Oh, okay. Okay, I was wow. just checking. So anyway, um, yeah, I think that's it. I mean, got what? some. What? Well, yeah. wait a minute. That's it? No, no, we're not. We're not letting you off with with seven and a half minutes. Well, I. <laughs> it's been it's been pretty uneventful. I know there's been. Well, some tell people... us about the goblin. You haven't talked about the goblin. Are you flying you it? Oh, yeah. that's right. I was gone. Yeah, I dig it. Yeah, I do. I really like it. Um, I haven't flown it with the canopy on yet. It it looks ugly like this, but <laughs> I don't know. It was it was actually really really easy to tune on the V bar. Yeah. Um, I, I mean probably six or seven flights, something like that. Most of it was just head gain, you know, because I didn't really know where to put it, and and uh, the but the tail tuned really easy, and overall, God, you know, the V bar gov is just. I love that thing. Very, very impressed with that. Um, yeah, it, it tuned pretty quick. And now that I've got, you know, all the kind of weird deals out with the head, I'm really happy with the way that it flies. My biggest complaint, uh, the f- flight times just blow for me, which yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, Dan, you would know how many cycles were on those packs. Oh, geez. A lot, oh, huh? Yeah. I use the yeah. shit out of those batteries. Yeah, and I'm I'm kind of thinking that might have something to do with it because, you know, I've only got it at, uh, let's see, I think I'm running right at about 2,500 and, four, let's see, 14 and a half degrees of pitch. I know, I'm getting up there. Ooh, yo. yeah, that's getting up there. <laughs> well, I, I kind of took, took the approach, you know. I took the Maxwell approach, which is just, you know, get your head speed where you want it. I I had it down at 2400 and I just you know I could start to see some negative tendencies in the head so I creeped it back up a bit. I think I'm around 25, maybe 24 and a half something. Uh and then I just started going up on the pitch and I figured well I'll go up until I hit about 14 and a half and if it's not right there then I should probably go up in head speed a little bit. But it it seemed to be perfect. So I'm really digging it. It nice. doesn't feel weird at all and that's you know, that's I guess that goes back to don't get too caught up in the numbers, just fly for the feel of it. But I'm only getting uh my timer set for three forty five. Wow, dude. Jeez, man. I had my yeah. timer that's a, set that's a little for that short. thing for five and a half. Yeah, but what were you flying it at? Twenty twenty one, twenty two, twenty one fifty. Yeah. What are you flying it at? Me? You just said, weren't you listening? Yeah. 
No, so I like, missed it. Like three times. <laughs> Say it a fourth uh, time. Okay, about twenty four fifty or twenty five hundred. Can you be more specific? Rotations. Where where in there? Twenty four fifty, twenty five hundred, twenty four seventy eight. I'm gonna call it twenty four seventy. Point seven. All right, now we're getting somewhere. See, I heard it the first three times. It was just, I was like, he's being very imprecise. Yeah, too vague. Too vague. Hmm. So, yeah, well, you know, I I got to look and I checked the gearing. Uh, Now I'm a little more cautious about that. It's weird how you smoke one heli drive and all of a sudden you pay attention to your gearing a lot more. (laughs) (laughs) And it's definitely not right. Uh, even for that, that's down at the 17 tooth pinion on there. Um, but I'm still way over geared for that point, but I don't really, I don't think, I think the 17 is the smallest, you know, the KVE on that, it's got the KDE 500 XF, Mm -hmm. which is a monster motor. I mean, a monster motor. It's got so much more power than I need. It's not even funny. And it just doesn't quite fit. It's a 1450 KV. And I would like to have the ability later on to maybe run 7S. So I think what I'm going to do, man, I've ever since I got it, I've been throwing it up in the air. It's like, ooh, do I, you know, one, do I get a 40 Scorpion 4015, which is about 80 grams lighter than the 4020? But definitely, you know, less power. Or do I stay with the go with the forty twenty? And I think I have finally decided to go with the forty twenty, only because I'm not too concerned about the power on the forty fifteen. If I stay with it the way that it is, but if I do decide to stretch it and go bigger blades, then I feel like I might regret that. So I think that's what I'm going to do. Drop down to an 1100 kV motor. That'll get me geared a lot better. And then I uh, got some packs on the way, some OptiPowers for it. So that'll kind of give me a baseline. And then I think I'm going to go up to like rail 516s, hoping to get up to that four and a half minute mark. Are you still, if fl- I could... are you still flying the uh, ones I sent you? Yeah, I haven't touched it. The only thing that I have done is I took the icon off. That's it. You don't like those blades, do you? I think that's why I'm running 14 and a half degrees, honestly. Yeah. I, f- I think that they're mm. soft. That has been my experience with SABs in general. They feel kind of soft and <laughs> for me. I'm going to huh? Yeah. Uh, I just, you know, I'm kind of getting to the point. The, the helixes that I got to fly were freaking awesome but you know they're they're spendy all all around i'm i hate to say i am well i shouldn't i shouldn't say i hate to say it i think i'm a rail blades guy i really am matt thanks you i think i don't buy that you don't buy that yeah i don't buy that I think you're a, you rail, you're a rail blades you guy. You think he's this getting week. complacent, I Jesse? I, no, I think he likes a little bit wider um, wider blades that grab a little bit more. Especially well, since you like running a little bit lower head speeds. I do like... I love the compass blades. Like, I, I really do. On the 700 anyway. Um, mm-hmm. 
But I mean, I feel like if I was going to pick one brand, rail would tailor to that more. You know what I mean? Because I could run them throughout all sizes. Yeah, no, that, yeah, that's fair. If you were going to put one brand of blade on all your helicopters, yeah. I don't know. I just see. I, feel I agree like, with that. If it was one brand, it would be rail. Yeah, I I don't know. I think that we can. I, I think that I can just kind of depend on. I, I feel like I put mm-hmm. on the rails, and there's no issue. Like I, I I'm not going to run into any weird blade thing. You know what I mean? It's like if I can't get it tuned on rails, then I'm just not going to get it tuned that way. Period. So how about that Shuku, Nick? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Great stuff. Love right? that. Love that stuff. Yeah. You and me, buddy. <laughs> I, so we had this. Maybe you can confirm or deny, but I had this theory last week that I think that before Dan plugs a servo connector into his fly barless unit, he make he he dumps Shugu <laughs> in a bowl and he dips a connector in it and then plugs yeah. it into the fly barless unit. It's called yeah. Like just the whole connector just dips it right in. Yeah, he wasn't dips it the tip. on the actual metal pins. He dips the tip. That's, he dips that's the tip right maneuver. In. Yep. Dip the he's tip. A, he's a tip dipper. He's a tip dipper. <laughs> <laughs> what can You're I say? You're not supposed like, to dip the tip like that, I like that, to just dude. diddle with the tip. <laughs> I like to diddle with the tip. <laughs> not in <laughs> sticky stuff. Oh. Yeah, not... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, shoot That's your was, prerogative. I... <laughs> You're right. It is. <laughs> I was... <laughs> amazed at how difficult that was to come apart because that even when so I so awesome even when I peeled <laughs> the whole outer portion of the it female connector off it still wouldn't come out which tells me <laughs> that you dipped the tip I didn't dip the tip I didn't dip the tip oh, but I got a new nickname for you let me tell you what I just find absolutely awesome about that whole thing Nick has had the fortune, the only person out of anybody that has dealt with my hobby equipment twice to, to have to deal with my Shuku issues twice. That is awesome. I wish I was I, there to see him deal with this. Oh, one, I bet he was pissed. It's almost kind of his fault for trading you. Yeah, you should have realized that. I, I mean, mean, don't you, you remember? Known that was coming. Did you remember? How long it took you to get that receiver? Off <laughs> yes, the absolutely. I remember. I'll never forget that he's, for the rest of my he's life. Sitting on the end of my trailer on the fall down ramp, progressively swearing louder. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, God knows it couldn't have been like a three channel Futaba receiver. Oh no, it was an eight channel. So I had all eight ports worth of shugu to dig out from the pins. And then, the, and then mm-hmm. when I was. Securing the wires along the top of the servo. I had a chew good in there too. <laughs> that was ridiculous. See, I figured that it wouldn't happen again because uh, I thought that I would have humiliated you. No, 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 no. You don't. <laughs> no, there, there's no shame in this, silly man. <laughs> there's no shame in my game. Dude, I had, as I told uh, uh, Justin and Jesse last week, zero intention of that cable ever coming undone ever yeah that was a permanent fixture yeah right there yeah well and i'll do it again 
Yeah. It's like a threat. On your next telly, Nick. I'll, I'll do it again. Yeah. Wow. You know what I'm going to do? If you and I ever trade helis before, I'm just going to go and I'm going to shoot you every goddamn servo connector on the machine before I send it and to you. Put like Scrugo, Shugu around. Scrugu. Scrugu. That's the new nickname for it. We're going there. Well, no, but, it's it's shoe goo when it's tips and <laughs> using screw goo. <laughs> oh. Oh. Too much. Tell me, tell me where else I should put it, Jesse. I was just gonna say, I'll, I'll tell screws. you where you can put it, buddy. <laughs> Get your mind out of the gutter for one second and let Jesse talk. I, I was just gonna say on the screws, but it came out as screw you. So. <laughs> I don't know. Fill all the little ball caps up. <laughs> just fill oh, them all dude. up. Oh, that would be just wrong, man. Oh, wow. Yeah, dude. I don't know if you know this, but I use I don't use Loctite. I use JB Weld. Yeah. <laughs> You're you know how he cleans his fasteners? He doesn't use alcohol. He uses spit. <laughs> I just lick him. I lick him. What was that? I uh, I just, I just lick all the goodness off of them. Hey, can I finish? <laughs> oh, you were saying can something? I finish? I can I please I don't even finish? Really, were you recall, I don't okay, even recall I'm what you were talking about. <laughs> hey, Nick. No, I, I think I'm actually done. I'm just trying to yeah, we're trying to get it put back the on train track. back on the track yeah, here. Yeah, there we go. So I am uh, at... That. Jesse finally... Steps up. Yeah, we got to kick this in. This is getting a little, and he, little and off he topic. Lays, Jesse's laying down the law. Yeah, a little late. <laughs> well, um, I am sitting at a grand total of 561. Whew. Dang. Dang. Man. I did not get what I had wanted to the last couple of weeks, and I'm very, I'm very disappointed about that, but. Awesome. I'll keep trying. Awesome. <laughs> it's like, great news. Your misery sustains me. Yeah. Uh, you just wait, buddy. <laughs> Just when you thought that the guys at Soko Heli Tools had pushed setup methodology to the absolute state of the art, they come out with yet another innovation. In combination with their Soko Helical, which fits all sizes and all brands of helis, they've recently announced the Soko Heli Tools mobile app. This app greatly simplifies your setup by completely eliminating the need for a level working surface or main shaft. Available in stores soon for Android and Apple devices, this new mobile software will do everything that your original SoCo kit did, but with the added benefit of all measurements, calculations, and directions in one easy-to-use app. When you're ready to kick it up a notch with your heli setup, visit the SoCo team at www.soco-heli-tools.com and check it out. SoCo Heli Tools Next generation setup. So who's next? Dan, you should go, man. We want to hear what you did. Um, what, what did I do? Let's see. Because Jesse and I are very, and, and the listeners, and the listeners are very interested 
And what? What? In what in particular are you listening? Interested in? I'm Justin. Don't glump me in that, dude. <laughs> really? <laughs> you Jesse, you were the one that brought it up. Jesse, don't care. With the bet that we made last week, dude. Mm. What, what are you talking about? That's true. You remember that bet? The fifteen flights. What? No, no, not the fifteen. No, it was like five, wasn't the it? The five. You had to get five flights, five flights. on your seven hundred X. What? And if you did. We gave you. We gave you an additional five false flights. And if you didn't, you lost 100. You lost all of your flights for this week, plus the five that you were supposed to have gotten on your 700X. Yep. That was a bet. What? Yep. I heard it. What do you mean you heard it? And you agreed to it. I listened to the show. You do? (laughs) Yeah. That's weird. I what I don't recall a bet. Sorry. Oh, dude. Oh, jeez. You're right. old, but not that Taking old. Taking the easy all way right, out. All right, all right, all right. I lose the bet. Right, because you lost. I did. Let me tell you why. So I put the hell. Well, we weren't signing up to hearing any excuses. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of it kind of rolls into what I was doing this week. So. Okay, go ahead. So Saturday, last Saturday. Um, weather was shitty. Didn't really, wasn't able to really fly, but it was a good day to do some wrenching. Right. So I finished up the blade, took it to work, um, Monday and rainy, shitty weather all week. And I go to fly Thursday and I'm doing a pre-flight check. And I'm like, God, something doesn't look right here on the main shaft. And so I'm looking and there's a, there's the two, the top and bottom bearing block and the middle bearing block, well, block. (laughs) And, uh, I'm like, God, there, that's a bearing block. There should be a bearing in there. And so I started scampering through all the packaging because I had the box up at work and I'm not finding anything. And I'm like, somehow I must've dropped the bearing or something. So I didn't fly. Call Nick up on the way home. And like, um, dude, is there like supposed to be a bearing in that middle bearing block? He said, nope. I'm like, oh, <laughs> dude, that's weird. It's weird that there's a bearing block there, but no bearing to go in it. So I didn't fly because of that. It is weird. It is kind of strange. I didn't Wait fly. Wait a minute, what? Yeah, there's three bearing blocks, but there's only two bearings. There's a top and a bottom, but there's no bearing in the middle. Mm-hmm. It just goes what through the block. Does Could the you put middle a bearing do? in the middle? You probably could, I, I suspect. You had one. Probably just for frame support, Justin. Spacing, frame support. Yep. Servo mounting. Structural. Servo mounting, sure. So wow. I, didn't, I didn't fly because I was thinking I don't have a bearing there. And then I found out that I didn't need a bearing there on the way home from work. Of course, then today was winter. And uh, I didn't get to fly. I did not fly any helis all week. No fly. No fly. No fly. No fly. I did. No fly and a bet loser. And a minus five. You're at like negative 60 flights now. It's not good. So Jeez. what What does that put you at then? That puts me like back. Like the actual number. 440. 440. That hurts. That does hurt. Ouch. I honestly thought for sure that was going to be a no-brainer win. I mean, even if I didn't get out to fly till Thursday. I honestly thought it was going to be too, dude. I thought you were going to come on today and be like, bitches, 
I got 15 <sighs> flights on that thing. Ay, 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 ay. I suck, I know. But. Uh, you sure. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. I got it. I got it. I have to brag about my job a little bit because I had two of the best weeks. Man, I got I I've said it before, but there is something so incredibly awesome about designing, manufacturing, and building a part and throwing it on a machine and flying. And I got to, I've been doing that solid for the last two weeks, and it's incredible. Having a great time. With I want to do that. I've just been dealing with that and just having a great time with it. And uh, you know, not getting a whole lot of flying in because of the the weather. Whether it's uh, those which shall remain unnamed or helis, but nonetheless, still being able to put uh, you know four or five different versions of a machine together is really awesome. Having a good time with it. So suck it. Oh yeah, I said it. Wow. You're pretty fiery tonight, Dan. I, um, yeah. It's to compensate for that no flying. Yeah. That's, just, that's, <laughs> that's all I heard in. was 15 minutes of reason why you didn't fly. That's pretty much what it boils down to. Okay. But I did, I messed with helis. I got to, dude, I really like the layout of that blade. It's pretty simple, huh? It is simple. And it's, um, it, it, I didn't. I didn't think it was going to look as good as it does. You know, the, the one thing that's, that's the, the thing that is absolutely a detractor and something I absolutely do not like about that helicopter. Let me guess. The skids. No, well, that's, that's number two. Definitely number two. I, don't, I mean, I don't the mind canopy. those. The canopy says Nick Len on it. Oh, you can take that off. <laughs> oh, that's a sticker, dude. <laughs> yeah. You can de-sticker that. Yeah, I don't. Putt. I don't care if it says Nick Len on it. Yeah. It's a nice looking heli. Got some rail blades. Mm -hmm. I heard you yeah. uh, lamenting the week before that you were like, oh, I should try some. Oh, damn it. I sent those with the <laughs> Yeah. What uh, ones? The 696s? 696s. Or? Yeah. So I get to oh, try nice. some 696s. I, I've got the, uh, uh, what do I have? Do I have the 696s as well on mine? Yep. Uh, don't you, I aren't you that, running sevens on yours? I thought they were, what's the next size up? 716s. I got the 716s. Yeah, but that's because yours is a big fat pig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a big fat pig. Don't talk about my rush like that. This is light and dainty. Delicate. Dainty. Like feather. Dainty? I don't think I would describe it as delicate and dainty. So not I, when I fly it, <laughs> smack that dirty monkey. I had a conversation <laughs> with a non-heli guy at the shop this week. We had um, a friend of Oris show up, just kind of hanging out, and um, of course I have the blade sitting there, and the rush sitting there, and and I it, it dawned on me how people in the hobby just can't grasp the reasoning behind having more than one helicopter because he's looking at me going, he's like, what's the difference? I don't get it. Why do you what why? Why two of them? Does this one fly better than that one? And if it does, why why do you not get rid of the one that doesn't fly better? And it was kind of an interesting conversation because I kind of had to go through that that whole, well, this one's quite a bit lighter, so it's got different flight characteristics. This one's a little heavier. It's got different size blades on it, you know, and just the differences. And, and yeah, those who aren't in the hobby, they must look at us like lunatics. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. It was an interesting conversation, but... 
he was uh he's been hanging out all week and he's kind of he's been really badgering me he's like you gotta let me see those things fly and i'm like well it's raining outside really hard man can you fly it in here <laughs> oh jeez! <laughs> i said that will scare you to death if i spooled that thing up in here yeah it scared me to death so no yeah. i'm not gonna fly it in here uh, but no it was an interesting conversation i get i kind of it kind of reintroduced me to that whole concept of you know people looking into our hobby and wondering why we do what we do it's uh, a good point i mean and you know and you really only have no. what two or three helis uh, no there are people out there that have i got six helis like, you have six yeah not flyable yeah they're all flying that you fly uh, I don't fly the JR anymore. Hanger queens don't count. The JR isn't flyable. Yeah, it is. Dude, you that could... thing belongs in a museum. <laughs> it flies. <laughs> it's all ready to go. It's it's flyable. I'd go fly it tomorrow. And the Raptor 30 is flyable? The Raptor 30 is flyable. I want that Raptor 30. No, Video. no, no, no. No, you have a Rush, you have a 700X, mm-hmm. and you have like one and a half 700 nitros no that thing's ready to fly too justin where you been man that okay, thing is two, so, so you have four helicopters that's it i'm not giving you i'm, I'm denying you credit of of the the remaining two the jr and the raptor what? combined to get one no no not oh, even then, that okay so i'm giving you like a quarter credit for your little toy that you just bought that's fine <laughs> Well, te- wait a minute. Okay, then technically, Justin, you only get two thirds for your five hundred, Nick. De- what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you see. Wait Dude, a minute. My my Raptor thirty is Jesse than gets the a quarter for his Warp three sixty two. Hey, I've got nah, mine's better than the Chase. I get a half. I've got three nitros that fly right well, now. Then so, you three get an eighth for the Speed Goblin because it's so expensive, but it still doesn't fly. That's true. Yeah. Minus, speed minus goblin. Eight. Yeah. I mean, the uh, my speed me, the, goblin flew today, dude. Your, your what other, the hell? That other speed turd, the the faster one. The other speed. The faster one. <laughs> the speed turd. Yeah. The Diablo speed. Yeah. Yeah. Speed turd. I, I will take eight. Yeah. Absolutely, dude. Minus eight. Not that's flying. not a compliment. No, he yeah, gave that's me a, not, a plus. Eight helicopters built into one is not a compliment. Yeah. Oh, I think it is. It's How all a matter of it? perspective. Still hasn't even flown it. <laughs> I so don't even think it flies. So that wraps yeah. up my week. <laughs> <laughs> See? Uh, I lose a bet. Man, I've lost... Um, I think I've lost every bet I've made this year. Yeah? Yep, I'll bet you, Dan. What do you want to bet? You know I how I know. love the bet. What do we want to bet? I, I'm not sure. Just, I mean, you're on a losing streak, so this is in my favor. Well, it's it's uh, probability dictates that I'm due for a win. No, if we're looking at the previous trend, you're due for a loss. <laughs> I bet that you can't. I bet you can't get the JR vibe and the Raptor Thirty flying with five flights each five by next on Friday. Each. I have no desire to fly those two. <laughs> Darn. Yeah. So I'm not gonna yeah. throw about that. What about someone bet him to get one flight on every helicopter that he owns? Every even like the little ones? Like the little nanos and the 
Do you they own fly? little ones? Do you own them? Dude, I've got two, three little ones. I've got a 130. I've got a Nano. I've got a... In flyable condition? Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I guess. Dan is a micro junkie. No, yeah, no. yeah micro junkie. <laughs> I've had these. Jeez. They have not flown for a year and a half. So if the, are they in flyable condition? Hard telling. Maybe. See, here's <laughs> the thing, dude. You're. You, I think you've got a lot of crap in that trailer that you could turn around and sell. Why I, are you just sitting on that? I tell you stuff? why. I tell you why I do not sell helicopters. Because, because of a shugu problem. That's why. <laughs> No one would that's, buy them. He is a, not interested in taking returns. No, see, here's the, the shugu. That's kind of that's a relatively new addiction. Uh, the um, here's the deal. I sold a beautiful, and this was the last helicopter I sold. Kasama, Tremo. This thing is a work of freaking art, right? Uh, have you guys ever seen one of those up close? Mm-mm. You will no. ne- you will not find except for maybe Justin's high-end Diablos or whatever, a machine that is so overly engineered but a work of art in the same breath. I have heard that before. It is absolutely astounding, but it's way over-engineered and way over-complicated. Didn't fly very well because I didn't, at the time, have the know-how to make it fly very well. But the point is, I sell this machine to someone who I gave a fantastic deal, and I took as many pictures. I think I sent him like 40-some pictures. I get an email back after he gets it, and I can't remember specifically where this scratch was. Um, <laughs> I think it was because when, when we first got the Shermo, it was we had to. Uh, Is that really the name? Is that how you a say Shermo? it, dude? We're not getting into this, man. This was a this was a contentious thing in version one. I'm calling it a Shermo. You guys can call it whatever the hell you want. I thought it was the Shremok. I yeah. thought it was the Shremok, too. That's what the idiots that don't know how to pronounce it are saying. Oh, you're right. Shremo sounds so much better. Hey, here's the deal. <laughs> there's, I, a re- there's a reason. Do you guys... Okay. I, <laughs> hey, listen to me. Do you guys remember Mercurial from Helifreak? Yeah. Okay, so he did a bunch of build videos, right? He did a build video on that helicopter. Mm-hmm. His wife who happens to be Taiwanese, did the intro. Now, she speaks the language, and she called it a Shrimo. I didn't think that Kasama was from Taiwan. I thought it was from Thailand. Well, <laughs> tomato, oh, tomato, tomato. Watch what you say. Well, and well there goes the Th- theory. <laughs> Thailand's <laughs> I'm close giving, to I'm Taiwan. Giving, it's I'm closer you, than the U.S. So I'm giving you permission to eat fried chicken after you vote. We'll just call it that. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Uh, that's a little political humor for those of you that went right over the top of your head. But anyway, anyway, she speaks the language. Doesn't care. I don't care if she's not from the actual place. She speaks that language. That's what she. That's how she pronounced it. So that's how I pronounce it. Anyway, that's not the point of the story. Uh, when those helicopters first came out, there was a horrible issue with the fuel just bubbling like it was a cauldron of fire. It just it was horrible. The solution that we came up with, or someone came up with, and was circulating its way through the forums, was to pull the fuel tank and dremel out just a little bit 
of the little, you know, the, the carbon where the tank slid in on both sides of the frame. Well, when I was doing that, I slipped, right? And, you know, when a grinding bit slips, it kind of leaves a mark on the frame. So he sends me an email about this mark. <laughs> and I said, dude, are you serious? Really? So getting back to why I don't sell helicopters, I refuse to deal with that bullshit. If you want to come look at my stuff, Justin, since you're so intent on me selling it, and decide what you want, because you can look at it, pick it up, touch it, and feel it, and then offer me a price, I will consider selling it to you. But I will not sell shit over the mail like that. I think that was an extenuating circumstance. I don't you do care. have to be care. I mean, that's a boutique heli, dude, right? So while I agree that that guy was probably being a little over the top, that's something that you could reasonably expect. But if you're selling a 130X and someone sends you an email and is like, dude, there is a scratch on the canopy that you did not mention in the post, I would put a boot up his ass. Dude, I don't even want to deal with it. So I don't sell shit. <laughs> I, I, give, mean, I give shit away before I sell it. I so. think you're just being lazy. <laughs> dude. You're sitting, wow. sitting on money, Boom. dude. Here's the deal. I have I have sold shit, but let's let's kind of go through the process. What have I done? I would give it to Nick in a box at a fun fly and say, dude, can you sell all this shit for me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's how I sell shit. I will not. Okay, wait a that. minute. Before we move on here, what happened with the Shremo? No, I just told you. Did did you did did he no, I told accept him to, it? Uh, yeah. I mean it's too late. You you have it. I said if he wants to, if you want to send it back, I will give you a refund. But other than that, I don't know what to tell you, dude. It's a used heli with you know maybe less than a gallon through the motor. Uh, so do you you know do you want to really want to quibble over a quarter inch scratch on a frame? Last I heard, didn't hear anything else. Yep, there you go. So that's why I don't sell shit. And besides that, I don't want to sell the the JR. First of all, I wouldn't get anything for it. Secondly, it's the heli I started with. I don't have a problem with it. Justin apparently does. No, I don't have a problem with it. I, I'm just, I'm just. That's because that keeping any helicopter option. for more than two months gives him heartburn and anxiety. No, that is not at all true. But who just said that? Yeah, yeah, that's very. Did Nick just say that? I'm not sure Nick can say that. I'm not sure Nick can say anything <laughs> about anything impulsive. I have turned over quite a new leaf there, Mr. Pucci. You have? We're not yeah. buying. We're not buying. You just got ready. What leaf? <laughs> I, dude, uh, when I looked at my logs, I've had the first Raptor for over a year. Dude, uh, yeah, but you've never been all that much of an airframe whore. It's just everything that goes into the airframe. Everything well, that's else. different. No, how is that different? <laughs> Wait a minute. I will Who, twist this any which way I need here? to. Me. No. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Oh, we Who goes next? I want to hear about. A, I want to hear about a crash. Oh, well, then go, Jesse. I don't have a crash. In, f in fact, I have the opposite of a crash because I have no flying. 
No fly. Whoa, no Whoa, fly. Dude. That's two weeks in a row for you, dude, isn't it? No, I got, remember the crash last oh, week? Oh, that's right, that's right. That Did you at least rebuild the crash telly? The crash telly has been taken apart and diagnosed and parts have been ordered, but the you, the uh, the helicopter has not been rebuilt yet. That's, um, that's not your style, wow. man. You must be busy. Yeah. Well, see, you're you're correct. It's it's not my style. But what I've realized is with having you know something with having something fail like that, um, it really kind of made me take a step back and realize I need to go through this helicopter more thoroughly. Um, so replacing lots of little stuff, little screws here and there, and stuff that gets you know stressed more often i guess yeah and you can never be too careful just with a to compass. Ex- exactly you want that <laughs> compass to be true right yeah and you don't want it to arbitrarily break on you either no that would be bad well i experienced that yeah so we know we know how that goes but <laughs> no so just spending a little bit more time there's a couple once i started uh tearing the helicopter down this last week there's a couple more parts you know here and there little things that you a couple bearings were notchy um tail blade grips uh, a couple little things like that that just once you dig into it you, f- you start finding a couple more things um tearing down the heli after the crash so just kind of going through um doing a, a little bit larger than usual parts order just kind of stocking up for the winter and then also getting that stock in to do kind of the winter overhaul you know while the while the helicopter's down i might as well take advantage it's there's no sense pulling all those screws out again to do winter maintenance when it's already apart sitting on the bench um, right now so really just kind of taking my time coming over everything checking all the bearings and really when i put it back together i want to make sure that there's you know i'm going to be able to get that two three hundred flights out of the heli without touching it again so this is going to um, count as your sort of your winter maintenance it, cycle. yeah exactly exactly i'm just gonna i'm going to take advantage of this take a little bit longer than usual normally it's a you know for me it's a one-week turnaround maybe even less if i have all the parts on hand um, unfortunately here, I thought I had more, but I didn't have any boom supports. So the only part that was required to get the helicopter back in the air that I didn't have was boom support. So other than that, everything else I had kind of in my part stock or build up. Um, but then ordering just a you know, bunch more stuff to do that. Like, like you said, Justin, do that winter maintenance and just kind of make sure everything is in check, um, tuned up and ready to go for the for the winter so because when you know when the when the weather does break and you get those opportunities to go out to the field i want to make sure that i have all three of my helicopters flying reliably and you know they're very de- uh dependable and so and see other than uh justin the good news here is uh, if you don't ever fly your helis you don't have to worry about winter maintenance it's just a good little that's true if you just ha- if you just hang them up they'll be fine yeah. that, it's that, true that's good for you See, but I, I guess see, the, I already did thing. my winter maintenance, though, Dan. By not flying? No, no by just flies all new my helis apart and just rebuilding. Buy a new one. Buy a new one. Maintenance time. Buy a new one. On the ones that I didn't just recently buy. All right, all right. Yeah. I, I guess the, the part that's not, you know, I'm not in a huge rush and I'm taking this extra time is because having multiple helicopters is where it's at. I mean, like you were explaining earlier, Dan, people don't get it, but... When something goes down, it is priceless to have that other heli to just grab and fly. So, you know, it's not going to be ready for this weekend because I'm still going through it. The 7HV isn't. But if the weather ends up being nice tomorrow, I still got the N7 and the warp. So warp, not a huge warp deal. Warp doesn't just, count. It does count. I'm, you know, I actually count those for two flights. 
I've been telling you guys that, but no, just, <laughs> nice. you say it doesn't. Surprise. You say it doesn't count, and I say it counts twice. So you know. <laughs> I like the no, way you so think. just maybe I should get a warp. I might be able to catch. Maybe up you should you. get a warp. Yeah. <laughs> no, my flight. My flights aren't aren't coming along quite hey, like I had planned. But. Zero times two is still zero. <laughs> <laughs> I, I seriously hate you i swear to god <laughs> uh, i don't just hate you on the inside i hate you on the outside too <laughs> you're, uh, you're such an ugly person justin uh, you're ugly on the inside and you can't fix that <laughs> you're so full, no and then so full of hate. the on, the only other thing that I've been doing this week is last weekend, um, I got a new laptop. So I've been going through, um, it's a, it's a MacBook pro. So going through installing windows and getting real flight reinstalled, getting the heli expansion pack installed, going back through downloading all the models getting the granny mod goblin reinstalled blade 700 X, um, heading back to the website and downloading those models that Nick kind of tuned up and starting from there again. And, uh, yeah, just get everything reset up and lot it's it's been nice. This this laptop has a, a whole gig extra of uh video RAM, so it seems to be running a lot better in parallel, so with the with the little bit of simming that I did do this last week. So nice. Nice. Did Getting you do seven point five? Oh, you don't even have seven, do you? No, I don't I don't even have seven. I'm still on six. Yeah, I am too. Six five. I'm on six yep. five. Yeah. Yep. And so yeah, I got that all reinstalled and got the the models redownloaded. I mean, Nick, is it is it worth it? Are you recommending seven? Ah, I think it's nah. I think it's six one. It has just, improved multi rotor physics, Jesse. Yes, that's that is true. You know, I could always use that flight training for those multi rotors. We know how tough those are. <laughs> Might be something I'll look into. So easy, even a caveman could do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, put, putting the transmitter down and watching it sit in one place for ten minutes just doesn't feel the same on a computer. Oh, that's my kind of that's my kind of simming right there. It's like I'm gonna go do other stuff. You just keep flying. I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> keep learning. <laughs> Is that all you got? So, Is that your week? Yeah. Other other than that, I'm I'm seriously hoping the weather. I've got not. I pretty much got all my homework done for this weekend. Doesn't matter. And tomorrow. If the weather cooperates, I will be able to make it out of the field and hopefully burn through a gallon of nitro would be the plan. I've not done that in quite some time, so it would be awesome I, to. Here, I think the weather is supposed to, tomorrow is supposed to be the last decent day for quite some time. Yeah, it, lo- it looks decent as far as like clouds and it's gonna rain. Windy, it's going to be the wind. Yeah, it's going to be the wind thing because there's like a whole storm kind of moving in. So it was pretty windy today, uh, but we'll see what happens for the weekend, so. Hopefully. Oh. Where are you at? Flight count? I think 508. Oh, yeah. It's over. And, it's over. And, uh, well, we, we, we made the were, predictions. Where, where yeah, we you're right. You're right. We talked about that last week, Jesse. We talked about the predictions last week. I'm only guessing because we were counting weekends left in the year. And at least for me, coming up here in like a month, we got OHB. I've graduated, so there's OHB, the next weekend's graduation, the next weekend's traveling home, done with school, and then like the next weekend's Christmas. <laughs> so there is four weekends I'm not going to be able to fly mm-hmm. in the remaining like eight that we have in the year, 10 that we have in the year. 
So I, I guess I'd get in like another 80 flights this year. You're going to so at least that, try that puts to break me at about 600. 600, yeah. Yeah, that that would be my goal. And wh- where were you at again, Nick? Uh, 561. Wow. 561. You suck. And he's shooting for 700. Yeah. Yeah. My original goal was eight, but I'm going to try for seven. I'm shooting for 441. That's my goal. You're one away, dude. <laughs> You're almost there. Go, go. So close. If only I had That's a it. if only I had a small helicopter like a Goblin 500, it'd be so much easier. If only you had a job <laughs> that you could fly at work, that would just make all the difference in the world. I know. I know, but the weather Some people. The weather's not cooperating. Never happy. That's it. Blame it on the weather. Well, yeah, that no, that's what really sucks is I'm sitting in class today and there's no wind and it was like 55 degrees out. And it's just it was tearing me apart cuz sucks because i just know it's not going to cooperate like that tomorrow so we're getting to that you know that stage of the year where just hoping that nice weather falls on the weekends and not during the week hey kayla would you mind uh charging up my batteries while i pack up all my helis and other gear so we can head out to the field i would love to if i could figure out how to work this charger it's so confusing you really need to get yourself a new one (laughs) You don't have to tell me twice. I know exactly what I'll get. I'm going to head over to revelectrics.com to order myself up a brand new dual PowerLab 8 charger. With the pre-programmable menus and the endless customization, it's extremely fast and easy to charge nearly any battery. Thank God. So Justin. Yes, sir. Fill us in. 12 flights. Nice. 340. And two crashes? No crashes. No crashes? Five of those flights were on the chase that I got yesterday. Those don't count. Well, actually, I'm going to multiply them by two. So now I have, uh, let's see here, 17 flights this week. Thank you, Jesse, for that tip. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Well, at this point, the playing field is so spread out that it's just kind of like you're competing with we might as well. We might as well give well, you the trophy now. So maybe well, maybe well, for you, next year. You could have given me the trophy on January 1. Maybe you know? next year wow. we're figuring out handicaps. Yeah, that's Based fair. Based on this year. What? That's fair. We're not doing... You, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Level the playing field. We have to have two years of data to do a fair handicap. Oh, two years of data. Okay. Yep. I got a total of 12 flights this week. Today, as Jesse just mentioned, was just amazing weather, which is weird because the entire week was just nasty. I mean, I've I've probably only seen winds like this a couple of times before in other states, and I've never seen anything like it in Washington. It was windy as hell, rain blowing sideways. It was just brutal and disgusting. But today rolls around. It's my day off. Sunny, clear, no clouds, about a five mile an hour breeze. About, yeah, 
mid to high 50s or so. Uh, out at the field, it was a little bit cooler. So when the sun was up, it helped. When it started going down, it it got chilly quick. But I was the only one at the field. I I could not believe that the whole wow. day. No one bothered me. It was all me. No problems whatsoever. Got the chase flying, Dan. Five flights. So I made your bet, and I got my helicopter the night before. You had an entire week to get five on the 700X, and it's been sitting on your bench for three weeks. Has it been that long I've had it? Two, is it, maybe? Maybe it's two. Yeah. I think it's pretty close to three. <laughs> I like this heli, guys. It It's a great design. It's it's easy to wire. It's got a nice open layout. It I don't feel like I'm working on a 450. It's a... Uh, it's robust. It's a little complex in the drivetrain, and I did have to do a little bit of tweaking. I, I think I can see now where some people have complaints about, you know, getting it set up correctly. Uh, the person who I got it from had only put like 12 flights on it and had claimed that everything was working perfectly fine. Like usual, whenever I buy a used heli, I want to make sure that I go over everything. So I take stuff apart, make sure I understand how it's set up. Went through that whole process. Actually, surprisingly, it was put together very well. Uh, there was only one issue that I found, and it seems to be a pretty common one. And that is on the two-stage drive system, the little belt that goes from the motor pinion to the next intermediate stage pulley. Uh, it was riding low on that pulley where it's actually supposed to sort of ride right in the middle. And so I ended up having to go and basically, you, you couldn't get it to ride in the middle with the stock part. So I ground like, I'd say a millimeter off the base of the pinion so that it could slide up on the shaft more. Mm -hmm. And it, it centered it up perfectly fine. <laughs> Does your belt hang low? Does it wobble <laughs> to and fro? Can you tie it? Oh my gosh. But I mean, you know, those types of small things. It's I could see someone who's less experienced or less confident in their DIY skills would be like, oh man, I don't know what to do here. When really you look at it and it's a simple fix. And I have absolutely no problem about, you know, chopping stuff up and grinding and cutting putting holes through stuff all my helis are are justinized if you will so i got that set up got everything programmed it's running the little hobby wing 50 amp esc which is actually surprising it i mean the thing's got a seven amp bec on it governor mode it even has the little uh governor out RPM control wire, kind of like uh, the edge, the castle edge, Nick, you know, with a little white wire that pops yeah. out the side. It's a very impressive little speed controller. Hmm. Got it up uh, off the ground. It flies great. I couldn't believe how stable it is. It doesn't feel like the last 450 I flew. And, and in all fairness, that was a long time ago. So maybe this is what everyone's been excited about with these 360 size helis um the i found one issue and that is as i go through certain rpms when i'm tuning my throttle curves 
there's an area where it had a resonance where the tail would shake pretty bad in flight. So I brought it down, did some bench testing, uh, tested it with the tail blades only, and it vibrated on the bench. Pulled the tail blades off and tested it smooth as butter. So I think I've got a bum set of tail blades or they may just be a little too flexible. They're the Align, I think like 63 or 64 millimeter plastic blades. And they're pretty bendy. Oh, so th- plastic, yeah. Yeah, so I, I'm going to I'm gonna order up some new tail blades this weekend. I, I've heard that some of the Fusuno super uh, stiff plastic blades work well. I'll probably try some carbon fiber tails and maybe get a couple of mains as well. Other than that, though, it... I, I think I'm going to like this one, Dan. I really do. I, I, I You know, it's too early. I'm still open to getting rid of it soon if I realize that it's just not my cup of tea. But I must say my initial impression is positive. Meh. Well, that's good. Meh. Nice. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that I bought from last week since we're statusing things that I bought, one was the Chase, one was the Contronic Pyro 750 motor. Put that in the TDR and then bumped the TDR up to 14S. Oh, man. <laughs> I think the TDR now goes faster than my Goblin Speed. Wow. Uh, it It is that motor... I don't care what anyone says. It may be a slightly smaller stator than what the Scorpions are running, but it's got every bit as much power. It runs smooth. It runs cooler than the Scorpion does. The thing is freaking impressive. And that's on the stock wind. That's not a competition model. It's just the regular old Pyro 750. Hmm. So I got a lot of good speed flying in today. Uh, one other interesting event was flying the Goblin Speed on 12S. You know those pulse packs that were brand X in the review for OptiPower? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I had mentioned, I think a few episodes ago, that after about 80 cycles, they were beginning to slowly puff on one side of the pack. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm coming into my first speed run of this flight, fully charged battery, just pulled it off the charger, and out of nowhere, my RPM drops from like 2,500 to like 1,200 or 1,300, right in the middle of the run, like right in front of my face. So, of course, bring it down, you know, I don't know what's going on at at, at that exact moment, but I got to get it back down on the ground. Uh, And I pop the little micro SD card out of the uh, Contronic Cosmic, put it in the computer, and I had LVC'd the ESC. The ESC actually went into low voltage cutoff mode and started pulling back on the throttle. And when I looked, the first run was a standard run. I mean, my current looked normal. In fact, a little low. It was in the, say, 150s. 150, 160 amps. Uh, It lasted about two or three seconds. And then the battery voltage just tanked and it hit 33 volts on a fully charged pack. Wow. Game over. Yeah. Yep. So that is the end of that pack. Uh, I don't think it's even going to be flyable. 
Not not e- I wouldn't even bother with it on 3D. I think no. that's going to be my bench uh, play pack. So that's that sucks because now I have to go and buy a new 12S stick pack. Because all I've got is, well, actually, I've got the OptiPowers and I've also got the Spider 5300s, but those are a little beefy. Oh, well, <laughs> it lasted 87 or 89 flights. That's it. Some expensive speed runs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you talk about that number well, of cycles I'm, out I'm of a battery. I'm hoping that's not the standard failure mode, Jesse. <laughs> and if it is, then I just need to be a little conservative and retire them before that happens. Yeah. That's all I got. I haven't bought anything, Dan. No buying anything? No. Huh. And probably the only thing I'll buy this week is the wife put some a, the tail wife blades put a stop for to the it, right. That's what happened. Oh yeah, yeah. No, she, she put her foot down. Justin, that's enough. I've I've still got the new transmitter <laughs> card, dude, in my back pocket. Yeah, from jumping on my Futaba eight months ago. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't expire. No, no, it's mm. good to go. Did he double check that? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Good week, huh? Everybody had a pretty good week. Yeah, not bad. Yeah. So I'm guessing based on our pre-recording conversation that um, this segment will be rather short. <laughs> but maybe we should. Did you guys hear that? Yes. Yeah. We got a rescue kitty here. Oh, the new kitten. Well, it's not a permanent addition. Yeah, right. Neither was the dog. Well, this here's the deal. Uh, or some, the other. I don't think you guys know this. Temporary cat. Crazy cat lady. Well, no, we got yeah. a and the crazy cat lady. We got a family friend that runs a cat rescue, right? <laughs> and in between, when they get animals in that, for whatever reason, can't be adopted yet because of illness, attitude. Or something like that, they always call us and say, Can you foster this cat? In the past year, we've probably fostered 15 or 20 cats. Now, some of them I keep because I get attached to them. Um, but then typically, what we do is we heal them up and then take them back to the cat rescue. So we just got in a new one that has some something wrong with his face, his eye in particular. And, uh, I don't know. I might keep him. He's a cute little cute. He's a little, really affectionate little bastard. Anyway, that's what I do in between gigs. Uh, you know, being a hard ass between gigs. gigs. Rehabilitate kittens. Rehabilitate kittens. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cat whisper. <laughs> Alrighty, wow. that's enough of that crap. Maybe we should get some news in, huh? If we have any news, we can make something up. We're always that's always fun, right? I got some news. A little bit. In today's heli market, it can be a challenge to find a retailer that stocks a variety of different brands and parts, has great customer service, and boasts fast shipping. I can tell you that Rotary Wing RC has all of this and more. Finally, I feel like I found a place where I can get everything in one order, and I'm confident that I'll get the shipment quickly so that I can get back in the air next weekend. You don't believe it, huh? Trust me. 
Go to www.rotarywingrc.com now and check out your new go-to online heli shop. Alrighty, guys. This week's news is brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. What uh, what made up news do you got this week, Nick? No, this is this is the real deal. <laughs> real deal. RC huh? Aerodyne, yeah, they've got some 800 size super scales in stock. The new Bell 222s and MD 500Es are now released and available. Oh my gosh, dude. I want one of the MD500s. I, the blue one. Yeah, the blue one. The blue one is Get sexy. in my trailer. <laughs> I got to tell you, you know, when it comes to scale, those guys do it right. You know I, I, mean? I really, really, really want one of these. Like, big time. I do too, but I don't know what I would do with it after I got it other than look at it. Oh, I would fly the. I would become a very proficient scale pilot because an eight hundred would give oh, me a yeah. chubby to fly. <laughs> I mean, that would be cool. So we should get yep. you one that has a turbine and everything in it. Nah, I don't. No, they sound so good, dude. They do sound so good, but that's I don't way like too em. much work. But it's just too much work, Justin. Yeah. But you don't what? like. What is wrong with? Why are you so damn disagreeable, Justin? What do you mean I'm you don't? Not. Like, you don't like I, them. I, the turbines always sound like turbines, helicopters, like the real thing. Yeah, but I don't like real helicopters. Cool, you're suspect. Wow. Yeah. I mean, can you honestly say that real helicopters interest you, dude? Every, are you? Kidding? I yes. didn't get into Absolutely. this hobby because yeah. I had a Woody for a real helicopter. Tell me when you are outside. And if you're not doing something that will make it so you cannot look up, if you see a helicopter and you're able to look up, tell me you don't look up and watch it. I don't. You lying bastard. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Come on. Everybody does. Right? I do. I do. I do. Well, I know there are listeners out there that got my back on this one, so I'm not too worried. Well, I would fly the crap out of one yeah, of these. I'd if I, I would it. fly the yeah. scale too. I agree. I would be. I would actually put effort into getting really good at it. I would be. Uh, I'd be down. Well, for you it. should do it then, dude. Eh. They are time sink. And no, expensive. That's why I won't do it. It's because it's a time sink. Oh, I'm not worried about the time thing. I would love to take the time to build it. Oh, but only here's the deal. I have no desire to get out my little paint set and and make, and, and make rivets. <laughs> yeah, I'm not painting people's faces and guns and turrets and the jello and the pudding and the, I'm not doing any of that. I just want to. Okay. I just, wow. Oh. <laughs> I just want to to take one out of the box and and build it like a regular kit. You know, I got I, I don't mind doing a little bit of planker stuff. You know, I can glue some glue some parts together. Glue some but, wood. Yeah, I can glue some wood and shit. You know, but it's like I, I got I me still, a bottle of Elmer's glue. Yeah, I, I can, glue I, some wood together. Yeah, I'll put some <laughs> stickers on. I'm good like that. But at the end of the day, I want all the pieces to be in there. You know, right off the bat. 
And painted, apparently. Oh, definitely. What do I <laughs> you look like? You know how like? much these yeah. things cost, dude? Have you no. seen, Have you looked into it? Do I want to? Well, I'm going to say it. Okay. Let's see here. This is, I, I think it comes with all the mechanics too, right? So it's not yes. just the fuselage. No. It's basically you install your power system and your electronics and it's good to go. So the blue 800 size MD500 is twenty one ninety nine ninety five. Hmm. Wow. But they're so nice. Ch- cheap in comparison to most of your helicopters. Yeah, Actually, that's, that's pretty on par with, with uh, <laughs> Speed Heli. Dude, they have an Airwolf. Everybody's got an Airwolf. Yeah. I feel like their wolf's a little played out, although I would definitely have guns on mine. Real guns? Mm, not allowed to say that. <laughs> Can't say. Can't say. Can't say. Do you want to find out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come hang out with me. I'll show you. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're they're sweet, though. RC Aerodyne, they've got some just some killer. They really do. Killer scales. And, uh, yeah, I wish. I wish it was in the budget. Because I feel like that's a that's on a bucket list to own. I got. Well, why don't you one. start with something oh, yeah. small, dude? Nah. Because that's not fun. Nah. No, if I want scale, I want like freaking huge. I want to get that boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, absolutely. Low head speed. Yeah, eight hundred. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. yeah. An electric is where it's at. You know, we can simulate some turbine wine with some straight cut gears <laughs> <laughs> and some torque tube stuff. Well, yeah. apparently, you can get little MP3 players that you can install inside of them. There we go. That oh. <laughs> give you this turbine sound. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Or you can just have your buddy stand there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Then, yeah. they could, all right, that's, then they could do that's the machine gun sound effects too. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. I'm so or happy that somebody did If that. you were cool enough to have like Welcome an 18MZ, you could have your radio. There you go. Sounds. Yeah, you could just be playing. But it can't you do radio. that with your uh, new Guapner? My Guapner? Guapner? <laughs> the Guapner. The Guapner. And in between flights, I drink my guava juice. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez! <laughs> juice box. Wow. My my guava juice box with my guapna. Actually, <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that because that was the one unfortunate detail that I missed between yeah. the MZ18 and the MZ24. Can't rock out while you fly. Uh, hmm. Mine does not have an MP3 player in it. Hmm. I know. That's a Straight up fail right there, man. Straight yeah, up. What fail. kind of radio doesn't have an MP3 player? I know, right? Jeez. Piece of junk. Piece of junk. <laughs> Quap. I saw some pictures of your radio uh, with that uh, goblin. Yeah. I don't like the way that thing looks. Well, <laughs> the I don't radio? Like the way do you radio. look? I don't Why? particularly care for the way the goblin looks either. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Bunch of happiness here. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Jeez, this had got to, personal. It got personal there. Got, got yeah, personal. This escalated so fast. I don't know. It just so fast. I just 
I, I don't know, man. It just kind of looks cheap. No? Really? No? You don't, I don't that know. That hurts just, me inside. I, you know, I haven't seen one in person, though, so. Does that, does that like kill it. you a little bit? It's not I like, like it was it. all that expensive. Does it though. look more or less cheap I mean, it was a good than like a, a Spectrum? Oh, way less cheap. Spectrum. Yeah, DX6. it's yeah. no, 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 no. It looks better. What? <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. That was low. I would have at least put it at like an eight or nine status. <laughs> that was low. Yeah, that yeah. was below the <laughs> That's belt. That's like the Dan. DX6i right there. That's <laughs> like, it's like an old Putava 4 channel. 72 megahertz. Square, <laughs> square box with two sticks coming out of it. No. I no, like I, it. I, I did have the chance to hold it, though, and I think that it would be an easy transition from the Futaba radios because the spacing from the edge of the radio to the center of the sticks seems to be about the same, even though it's a little bit wider overall. Um, it felt, you know, really solid to hold. It feels great. heavier, though, right, than the yeah, Futaba? Yeah, oh, yeah. Definitely, definitely heavier, but... Just as far as the stick spacing, because that was my my main concern with the wider radio like that. But the sticks are about the same distance from the outer edge, so your fingers aren't reaching any any more uh, any greater distance in. I did have to swap. Um, I'll, have I swap. To, I'll have to take a look at it in person, Dan. It feels uh, much closer to. It feels I would say close to like a fourteen SG. It's got that that weight to it. That's, yeah. uh, you know, a little bigger in size, a uh, uh, hefty feel. I did end up swapping uh, my gimbal stick. My gimbal stick. stickish. Did you have to go to a doctor Your to do that? gimbal stips. I swapped my gimbal sticks over and all went to hell. My gimbal stibics. Um So just the, the ends, right? Like the little pointy ends. Yeah. Yeah, I got them at oh shit! I don't know if it was. I think it was our fun fly yeah. from yeah. MD Helicopters USA. Yep. yep, yep. And absolutely love them. And I couldn't quite figure out uh, what you know what was that final last little bit when Jesse picked up the radio uh, when he came over that one day. He was like, "Dude, these sticks aren't near <laughs> as tight." Yeah, I was these like, are not uh, like, "You're a crackhead. They feel normal to me." Well, then. No, the first no. I flew it once and was <laughs> I like, know, "Whoa!" Yeah, I've flown your helicopters enough that they are really short and really tight. Yeah. Yep. Mm. So I did go back in, tighten them up a little bit, and swap those um, the gimbals over, and it was really nice. They've just got such a sharp end on them. Um, for me, I I feel like I just have a lot more control, and and these other ones were a little smooth on the sides. I don't like that either kind of particular now that i think about it but now i'm yeah i'm really happy with it i don't have my only one complaint is it's kind of awkward to turn the the trans it it has like this default uh signal strength alarm that you can't go in and turn to where it'll never come on you know, like you can set your receiver pack voltage alarm, right. uh, receiver temperature alarm, blah, blah, blah. This one, you can't permanently shut it off. So it's a little, it's kind of annoying sometimes. Like when you turn your radio on 
if you know the first screen that pops up says do you want to you know do you want to turn rf on or do you want to transmit and you say yes immediately it starts Freaking receiver out. strength receiver strength because it's assuming that right. you have a yeah and and you know a little screen pops up when it does that that you can that you can hit a button and turn the noise off but then also on the same time you have your receiver pack voltage alarm going off because it's not seeing that pack voltage. And I I think at the end of the day, it's not particularly a, a Gropner thing. I think it's just more uh, with telemetry. If you want this, you're going to have to deal with this. Yeah. So. So down the line, when you get more familiar with it, are we going to get like a, not quite an official, but maybe just a unofficial kind of rundown on the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I can mean, you've do been that. talking a little bit about it, you know, as the weeks go by, but I think a lot of listeners are interested in like a fairly in depth talk about it, you know? Okay. Yeah. I can do that whenever you want. Yeah. I don't want, I don't want it now because right now I'm just not at all interested at this oh. particular moment. <laughs> Well, <laughs> thank you, cat lady. <laughs> cat lady, come on now. I rescue cats, man. Hey, That's Dan, are you going to take us out of the news anytime soon? Are we? Is that it, really? No news? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I got news. Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah, we can't leave the news yet. And guess what? It's not even Compass News, Dan. Wow. It's for you. Wow. I got ninja news, man. Ninja news? <laughs> ninja yes, news. ninja. Is this like freaking the news ninja of the week? Freaking ninja? I can't wait for this freaking, one. Freaking ninja news. With it. ninja, it better be impressive. It better be good because we're you're never well, going to live it down. I have a feeling you're all about to be speechless. Okay. It, is, <laughs> it is the JR Multicopter Ninja 400MR. Let me tell you, this thing is, is a 3D-capable multi-rotor um, it kind of plays off the same technology as the invertex as in it's 3d capable by the motors reversing um, and i watched the video and my first impression is i'm surprised that dan didn't bring this up because the music on the video is right up his alley um the dubstep theme going on on the music just oh, dubstep, dan, yeah, yeah i love that yeah. i love that stuff it you know, I I knew that <laughs> I knew that was your kind of music. So right as you know, I started so watching the video. Dan, Dan pops right into my head every time now. Here, like, I bet you Dan's got this album. I bet you he's got yeah, this album. I bet you he knows who made this album. It's one of those things where Dan doesn't watch the video; he just listens to the right. music. And Dan, if you are gonna like that music, you really need to quit saying the word album. You got to be like, oh, I got this download. Oh, I can't say yeah. I can't, say, yeah, I can't say album albums. anymore. Albums anymore? We yeah, buy downloads. It. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you can buy individual songs now. Did you know that? You can go to iTunes. <laughs> Anywhere, actually. Dude, I'm. I who? I'm old. <laughs> how is that? How? Odd? <laughs> and so, yeah, it looks it looks good from watching the video. Um, you know, doing the whole inverted flips, rolls. Um, seems like a very capable uh, airplane. Multi-rotor. Oh. Multi-rotor. Yeah, multi-plane. Multi it looks you know. pretty darn agile, It does. Man. I do like 
well, I like the form factor of it too. It has a pretty sleek uh, body or cover that goes on it. Um, kind of covers the whole frame up. Um, I yeah. like the FPV flight through the bamboo forest. Did you mm-hmm. see that part? I did. I like the crazy symbols in the video that nobody yeah, knows what they mean. Yeah, that's the other one I was going to ask about. <laughs> Do you know what those are? No. <laughs> nope, not a clue. Hmm. Like Chinese symbols. It's something. ninja talk is what that is. I ninja. thought that it ninja was like symbols. the sign for ninja, and they would just keep flashing it, but each time they flash it, it's a different sign. Yeah. Maybe, it, yep. maybe it's spelling ninja. We'll never yeah. know. All right, one of our listeners ought to be able to read that. <laughs> Tell us what it means. What does it mean? That's it for news, though, huh? No, I have that's, news. That's what I got. Yeah, you're sucked. Yeah, it's... It was ninja news. Did you hear... Ninja news. <laughs> ninja news. I liked it. That silence... It doesn't happen every week. That whole... It just... That was your news falling flat on its face. It looks... You know what? It looks like a... It looks like a wingsuit from the bottom. It, it does, does, dude. It looks like a guy flying a wingsuit. It looks like the same shape as the cat multi-rotor, the dead <laughs> cat <laughs> multi-rotor. <laughs> it does. Doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Some fur- oh, never mind. I am so not going there. Yeah, probably better not do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to move on to my news. Yeah. What do you guys? Okay. Carry us on. For those of you guys out there who are interested in the new SAB I knew HPS it. I two knew it. and three. I knew it. Heads. I knew it. What I knew did it was. You know, I Dan? knew it was going to be SAB news. Did you? Goblin news. I did. Okay. Well, he's a fanboy at heart. He's yeah. a fanboy. Yeah, he can't get over it. Can't help himself. Can I finish? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. No one's really interested in the SAB news, but you. But go ahead. Well, that's perfectly fine. There are <laughs> no, other we'll people listening. It's not just you three. <laughs> okay. There is one other person. Go go ahead. Go ahead. Everyone else just went and used the bathroom real quick. <sighs> they pressed the they pressed the All right. Button. Anyway, Bert is uh doing a video this time around. It's a seven minute long video where he walks you through all the different features on the HPS two and HPS three rotor heads, uh what some of the, the design differences are. Unfortunately, I still don't know when these are going to be released, uh, but I'm pretty excited about at least getting my hands on a three-blade head. Uh, We'll see how that turns out. But yeah, if you're interested, whether it be for 3D or uh, F3C or for speed, both of these uh, rotor rotor heads are going to be uh, pretty awesome for all three areas. So check it out. that it now (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm done alrighty guys this week's news is brought to you by helidaily.com your daily rc helicopter news magazine now that i've owned two full sets of bk high voltage coilless servos i can honestly say that these are the best full-size cyclic servos i have owned to date these things are crazy fast with a speed of 0.049 seconds per 60 degrees, and plenty strong with a torque rating of 295 inch ounces. Oh, and to top all this off, they're only 99 bucks a piece. So whether you're looking to replace an old set of worn out servos, 
or outfitting that brand new heli, be sure to head over to bkservo.com. It's on the plate. It's on the table. I don't know. You run this shit show. (laughs) What are we talking about, Dan? (laughs) We're talking about unicorns and griffins today. And rainbows. Yeah. So rainbows. Unicorns and griffins? Unicorns. Do you know what a griffin is, Nick? Like the regulator? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's all that came to my, my mind. Yeah. For those of us who have lives, it's a regulator, commonly sold at Heli Direct. Says the man this. that has played no fewer than 12 <laughs> hours of Fallout New Vegas this week. <laughs> Probably today. Yeah. No, I had to work, but I'd be lying if I but didn't But he would have. If I could have. I don't know. What are we talking about? Let me let me pull up the notes here. <laughs> let me see if I can. Uh, I should be prepared for this. We yeah, got him. What? <laughs> wow. Yeah, Dan, what are we talking about? Uh, I'll tell you in just a minute, Jesse. Hang on one second, okay. if you will. That'll be good. Stand by. Yeah, no, no problem. It's a captain break. <laughs> what are we talking about? And yeah, we said that already. I just... Um, I don't know. Let's talk Man. about what we're talking about. Tail blades, <laughs> size, speed, etc. You know, tail blades are those little things that go on the end of your heli- uh, the, you know, the the distal end of your helicopter. The distal. Here he goes with his medical. Oh jeez. <laughs> distal. Yeah. Distal. Rectal. Yeah. Do you know what that? Do you know what that is? <laughs> the rectal end of your <laughs> helicopter? <laughs> the, the nose, Nick. Just just to kind of get you up to speed here would be the proximal end. The tail yeah. is the distal end. Mm. There are those uh, those little um, carbon fiber, some some like plastic. Spin real they fast. They spin real fast. <laughs> Why yeah. don't you just call it the front and the back? They're horribly expensive. Because distal, for the size, distal yeah. kind of, I don't know, it kind of it makes me feel. I don't smart like that like, word. I don't care if you don't like it. It no. works for me. I get uh, distilled water. <laughs> All right, so so who typed who type who typed tail blades choice size speed etc in their notes because that's well, who's going to lead this talk off. Okay, I okay. did. Yes, well, it was a it was kind of a spinoff mm-hmm. of no um, pun intended. Oh my oh. god! Put him. <laughs> no, it's only a spinoff. If the, oh, never mind. I'm not going there. Whoa! Jeez. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh wow check your shafts people oh, distal um, water this you like that i'm uh, yeah I gotta, i'm gonna use that with my wife because she's a medical person so she understands distal and proximal yeah. wow yeah sure um oh yeah so we had discussed <laughs> when we were talking about what shush <laughs> Like trying had, to go for it's a, like you had to rethink <laughs> you had to hit the reset I button. did well <laughs> he again. keeps bringing up all these stupid words I know he's, so it's what engineers I'm do to talk about helicopters here it's what engineers do Nick they they talk big yeah it's just freaking water all right um okay so we had discussed main blades and we were talking about you know when kind of when to thinking about 
when to think about going up in size, head speed versus pitch, that sort of a thing. And we briefly touched on uh, tail ratio and, you know, watching out for um, going too low on your head speed um, if it could become a problem with your tail ratio. So then what we kind of wanted to round that, that discussion out with was tail blades. Can you just simply go up in size? Um, how do you know when it's too much, not enough? And then when should you pick if your brand of helicopter has a different tail ratio? How do you know which one to go for and really when you need the other one, uh, the, the higher one or the lower one? And I, I actually have had some pretty good experience just as of late with Thunder Tiger releasing the 4.71 tail ratio for the E700 in comparison to the, uh, I think it's 4.3-ish, somewhere right around in there. And, you know, there was, I, I got an email from a listener, and, and I don't, I haven't had a chance to reply back, but he said, oh, I tried, I, I put the 4.7 ratio in, and I got some overspeeding on my tail, which I'm thinking he actually meant like a tail wag, like an overgain when he did overspeed the heli, I think. Um, so he goes, I'm going to drop down to 105s. And there's one thing that I want to make sure everyone understands. When you change tail ratios, you have to start completely over with your tuning. I mean, start all over, just yep. wipe all the tail settings and go Square back. One. Because everything is going to be different. Stops are going to be different. Acceleration is another one that can be drastically different. Um, but I don't think I've ever ran into a situation, with the exception, I think, Jesse, the warp mm -hmm. is the only one that had the tail blades going too fast. Remember originally? Yeah, yep. We actually slowed it down a little bit because, and the, well, the the reason for that was for the typical flybarless system, you kind of have that range of gains, I guess, that the flybarless system's optimized for. And the warp, you just you could not get the tail gain. I mean, in in the V bar, you could hardly move it off the bottom of the slider. Yeah, um, it was just too much mechanical gain based on the tail ratio, the speed, you know, the so the speed of the tail blades and the size of the tail blades. You just couldn't get the gain up high enough to where the tail felt, I guess, 100% solid. So by slowing that tail down a little bit, lowering the mechanical gain, you were able to get the gain higher in the fly barless system. And it really did help everything. I guess, I guess it was just happier. <laughs> Flew better. Yeah. Now, in the case of the warp, in theory, uh, you know, we could have dropped tail blade size. That, mm -hmm. that would have kind of in a roundabout way done the same thing yeah and that that's kind of a tough size though there isn't a you know there's not a huge range of tail that's blade correct. sizes available for that class of helicopter so that kind of puts a limit on you know your options but yeah definitely and, and i don't think but now you know up in the 700 size uh, man you know your compass what do they run four nine four point eight eight yeah, and 4. you 4.8, I believe, on the 7HV, and I run 115s. Yeah, at what, 2050, somewhere around yeah, in there? Yep. 
So you have twenty fifty to twenty one hundred. I mean, there's in that case, I don't really With know seven hundred millimeter. Yeah, main blades. I don't know if that's there is a too fast per se in the large. Well, I guess With maybe larger, if you were the type running twenty two to hundred on it, the head, maybe. Well, it, yeah, and it still is. I mean. Like we, I guess the main thing you got to remember is they are ju- they're, they're just numbers, you know. In the flybarless system, we've said this before. It's you don't get caught up in the numbers. You tune the helicopter to fly like you want it. Um, and so on my seven HV, the tail gain is lower than even the recommended seven hundred class starting um, tail gain, but that's where it tunes and flies well. So. Yeah, the only real upper limit is, you know, regardless of what the ratio is, is what the the mechanical limits of the tail rotor are. Yeah. And that's a function, obviously, of the speed and how heavy the blades are. Yeah. Yep. Assuming you can get your your gain within a uh, an acceptable range. Yeah, you're assuming your fly barless system's yes. within the range. And I think yeah. that's really, you know, when you throw the fly barless system into it, it changes things up. And we talked about this with the head, uh, where we said that, you know, some helis just tune better in different mm-hmm. head speed ranges or with different uh with different blade sizes or different dampers that sort of a thing right and it mm-hmm. could be completely different from one heli to the next on the same fly barless system uh on the tail i think you've got something similar um if, if you look at just the math behind it generally speaking for the same ratio uh on the tail and if you're looking at say 105s versus 115s you should uh, by the math, get more tail authority out of the 115s flying 2050, let's say, than the 105s flying 2150. But the question is, does the flybarless system tune better on the 105s versus the 115s? And that's, man, I have, I probably devoted a year <laughs> to trying to solve that puzzle. Like, just why do they tune differently and justin you know you and i that's when we started digging into like the tail thrust calculations because i was trying to figure out you know why is helicopter x over here sitting at a gain of 55 right and so like for example it was the t-rex 700 dfc 700 yep yep i was sitting around 55 ish on the icon Okay, and that was with, uh, what was that, with 105s, I do believe? Yes, it was with 105s. Yeah, 105s. And then, you know, and then going down to, like, the the blade and the E700 running at 4.3, but they were on 115s, it was just such a completely different tuning method and even digging into like the p and the i gain had to be completely different for those two setups Mm -hmm. and one tuned easier one tuned very differently even when on paper uh you know um the 700x and the e700 had just as much authority had plenty of tail authority again on paper it would, they were much more difficult to tune. Uh, they weren't near as plug and play. You actually had to get into the P and the I. So that was, um, 
I, I tried to figure that out and I finally just kind of gave up and said, you know what? It is what it is. They just flat out tune differently. And I don't really know if there's a rhyme or reason why. And each fly barless system seems to handle and deal with um, setups very, very differently. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, yep. you could take the same helicopter, and, and I think we've all ran into this. You take one helicopter, and it's a huge pain in the ass to get the tail tuned on it with the fly barless system mm-hmm. that you know. And then the next one, it's like drop in. You just plug it in and yep. and it works. And and I don't yeah, no. I don't get that, but I kind of gave up trying to figure it out. Well, I use the math as an as an initial uh I'd say educated guess on what size I should or what type of tail blade I should be using depending on the head speed and the ratio. And then and then once you start tuning, that may not work out. And you may have to drop a size or change blades. I mean, I've run into situations myself, Nick, where uh, some of the more aggressive tipped blades, like the Radix 110s, where they're very square, Mm -hmm. were harder to tune than like SAB 115s or Align 115s, that sort of a thing. And so you just got to change it up and see. And the weight of the blade makes a difference, not just on the mechanics, but on how it responds as well. Yeah, I really, really lean towards a sweat tip tail blade mm-hmm. now. Like uh, the compass ones are good. Mm-hmm. Uh, rails, I think, have rails. been almost kind I of love the rails. unanimously in the community one of the better tail blades. Yep. It just, it I, I don't know, it just seems to, to work really well. I find with the other blades on... Most of the fly barless systems, I'm always going in and turning the acceleration down on a torque tube heli and the deceleration because it's almost just too, too aggressive. What about plastics? Who uh, flies plastic tail blades? I, I do. Do you? Not exclusively, but I, and I think it's just because I just have a shit ton of them, to be honest with uh-huh. you. Uh-huh. Uh, the KBDDs. Um. One thing I want to talk about, well, you know, because a lot of this stuff is for, I mean, the stuff you guys are talking about are for advanced flyers that really have a feel for what the tail is doing. So to not confuse the issue for pilots that are newer or, or, you know, just not to that point yet, you know, typically when we're building a heli, it comes with a set of blades, tail blades, or maybe it tells you a, a range now, these issues you guys are dealing with, these I mean, these these default settings typically for a newer flyer, they're not gonna it's they're not gonna be dealing with these issues at this point, right? I mean No. The only time mm-hmm. you're really gonna have to look for with most of the helis on the markets, from what I've seen, the only time you're gonna have to start changing or doing some research to find out is if you really wanna run low head speed. And I mean lower than the traditional <laughs> wannabe 3D right. guy. Um, you know, like uh, the the E700 uh, worked pretty well down to about 1750, right around in there, 18. You could still hammer on it pretty good at 18. But below 18, if you ran a fair amount of pitch, you were going to start having tail problems. So, you know, if you're the kind of guy where it's like, well, I... 
I definitely plan on, I'm shooting for like 17. That's what I really want to run. Even if you're not hammering on the heli hard, I mean, it's still a good idea to get that ratio into a more optimal range. But uh, it is definitely, a lot of it is a function of how hard you want to fly. Yeah, but I I also think, I, I really think that the tail is more of a level playing field versus skill than head. And I, I say that because even the beginner or the intermediate sport mild 3D pilot is going to notice, should notice at least, when the tail's not behaving the way they want it to in their flight style. Right. Whereas, I mean, I think we've all flown people's helis or helped people with helis on flyballless tuning on the head where they've been flying it around and they're like, oh, dude, I think it flies great. And then you pick it up and it's like, Uh, you know, I'm going to completely disagree with that one. Okay, I'm going to say the one that I've seen the most is people chasing head tuning issues, not realizing that they're fighting a small tail kick. Yeah, it's a tail kick. Yep. TikToks. Oh yeah, I'm okay. So to be learning clear, TikToks I'm, and it it's got that head shake in a TikTok, <laughs> and they just swear and they can't figure I it had out. To learn that the hard way this this year. I'm not talking about chasing issues. I'm I'm talking about in terms of wanting the tail to perform. I think there's less of a spread in tail performance across skill set than there is in head. That's all I'm saying. Hmm. Do you really think that? I do because the you know the first thing I I mean maybe maybe it's just me but the first thing I look for once the heli gets off the ground and I'm convinced it's not going to you know crash or shake itself to death <laughs> or anything like that the first thing I always check is how does my tail feel because there's nothing else in the heli that makes me feel less comfortable flying That's true. It then yep. when the tail is, is not, not- right predictable i can fly through a a shitty head setup i have no problem with that i can deal with that and i'll go and tune it but a a bad tail man it doesn't work for me yeah but see i think that the default settings on all of the fly barless systems that i've flown have been more forgiving on the head to whereas people just like oh i mean you can't make it fly horrible with default settings on almost anything but i think that the tail requires the most tuning between the two and would be the more difficult one to tune between those two i've never fought with a head tune that that was difficult to figure out but i've fought some serious tail tunes and i think that people get it I can see new people getting it to a point where it quote unquote works mm-hmm. and then just leaving it, not realizing it's still way far off. Yeah. That there's more to be. I would say that that gained. a large percentage of people in the hobby are in that right at that very stage. I, I think that that can be, that stage can be used to describe pretty much any performance measure on an RC heli. 
I mean, whether it's power or governor performance or tail or head, stability, any of it. Well, so let's say for a guy who's flying at my level, right? And then Jesse or Nick or any any of you guys go to fly it, the the tail, um, its ability is not going to be the same to hold, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. there's a fairly large. Uh, it could be. It might be. If I got but lucky, you don't know. No. Yeah. yeah it depends on how you tuned it. So we're looking at, you know, an intermediate flyer who has tuned his tail to where it's it's uh, nice and stable and everything. You know, it's nothing unpredictable is happening. It's not waving. It's not wagging. It's not fighting for center. It's just nice and perfect. That is, I think, once a, a, a pilot who is not advanced in his ability to do maneuvers, once he gets there, I think he leaves it there. And then doesn't realize that maybe he should be tuning it and start playing around with different tail blades until they start getting around other guys who are doing more advanced stuff. And those things are shown to them, right? You learn, yeah. you mm-hmm. learn the ability to distinguish between those two. And I think that's where a lot of pilots are. They're at that stage where it, it works for what I need, but then as they progress, they're maybe holding themselves back because the tail works, but mm-hmm. it could be working better with a little bit of You tuning. know, we it, it brings up, and I, I'm not, uh, our, our buddy Sage that we met this year, and I'm not trying to throw him under the bus. I know he listens to the show, but it's the first one that pops into my head. When we got to Othello uh, the first time in the spring, he was there, and he's like, I, I really want you to, to fly my warp. I'm just, I'm kind of struggling with some TikToks you know, and some other stuff, and I want to get your take on it. And I picked it up and started to fly it. I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, this, uh, no, like, no, you just, uh-uh. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're going to fight. Uh, no one could get this to work properly right now. And he, he really didn't know any better, and that's not putting him down. That's just because he didn't know, right? You don't know. So yeah. we immediately, I was like, okay, first things first, the tail is so loose in here, it's not even funny. So we went in and we, we messed around with uh, you know, what equates to like the eye gain and the beast X, and we did some tail tuning. Um, and, and then just in that, it was like all of his shakes and wobbles went away. And he was like, oh, my gosh, I had, holy cow, okay, that's what it's supposed to feel like. And then from there, then we went to the head where it was like, okay, here's the deal. If you are going to try and do these maneuvers, you flat out need a little bit more head speed. He was flying really low. And I said, I'm I'm all about flying low head speed, but you've got to get your head speed up a little bit and a little bit more response in the cycling. Now that, you know, that pushed pushed it up that extra little bit, but it was the tail that was holding him back the most because he just didn't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't know until you've experienced it. And and I, I mean, I want to emphasize that, you know, neither Sage nor any of the more beginner or new uh, pilots out there should feel bad about that. It's no. not it's not something no. that you just 
you you don't just learn that you 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 get that from the experience from like nick said by having someone else help you flying someone else's heli or a lot of times someone just starts you know they're complacent they got their setup right and they say you know what i'm bored let me change that parameter and it's like whoa <laughs> that just got really good <laughs> yeah yep and i i think there's a pretty big wall there that people hit where they struggle with maneuvers and it's just not going to happen. You know, I remember, yeah. I remember aileron TikToks. Yeah, I, I could not get mine to stay up no matter what. And I was baffled by how these guys could just, you know, pop, 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 do that back and forth. To me, that was absolutely impossible. And it came down to my cyclic was just not, fast enough i had too much expo period end of story i had to take some out and all of a sudden it was instantly i could do that maneuver i think there's probably people that fly on the other end of that you know where they're running way too high of rates (laughs) not enough expo Mm -hmm. uh, way too fast for their ability and and Mm -hmm. it's it should never be a it's not like a bragging contest. Oh, mine does this so fast. Yeah, but if I can see every single thing that you are yep. doing, then that's not good. Oh, I just don't fly with Expo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, all you can oh, do is yeah. hover. You know, cut yourself some slack I and put Expo in. That whole Expo thing was like a challenge to your manhood. It was, dude. Yeah. It absolutely was. Yeah. Yeah, and it's funny. But what expo do you use? Oh, I use ten percent. I I don't use any. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> roughing it. You're hard. It's funny because now I just put I put twenty percent in the cyclic on like everything that I fly. Yeah, and then tune the rest out from there. You know, thinking back to when I first started, I had this theory, this idea of the first flight. <laughs> And it probably was detrimental, but at the time, my thought process was, well, if something bad's going to happen, if I put 60% expo in, it'll happen slower. Oh. <laughs> so I'd put this heli in the air, and it'd be like flying a helicopter in a bowl full of oatmeal, you know? Just, just, <laughs> just hardly. I'm like, but, you know, I remember when I, I spent that one winter out in my shop with the with the T-Rex 250 hovering around with all my orientations. I remember I actually ended up with a you know like a negative expo. I mean, the other way from not not dead at all around center. I went up on it to get it to yeah. feel right. Yeah, I think all, I, all my little helis have negative expo one part of that is uh in the sim because i remember when i first started in the simulator i had it very sensitive and you know you you have very good control over it when you're hovering and the the corrections that you're making are very instant and so to kind of mimic that i i think i was about the same ended up with almost no expo on a little 250 just so you have that same connected feeling as you do on the simulator yeah tail is one of those that's just Man, it's just all personal preference. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. think it holds you back. Yeah. I don't think you can really hold yourself back unless you want to do like 
crack maneuvers or something. Yeah, I learned yeah. uh, Tails' personal personal preference back in college. Yeah. Another thing I wanted to bring up was we we talked about how you know a different fly barless system on the same exact helicopter. Some of them can be easier, tougher to tune. Mm-hmm. One thing that I ran into recently was switching the tail servo out on the 7HV, going from a BLS 251 to the BK brushless uh, tail servo. And this is the exact same helicopter, exact same fly barless system, mini V-bar. Um, didn't change anything else, literally just swapped the tail servo yeah, out. that's a good point. And the, the 251 was that, you know, wow, this is really easy to tune. It was literally one or two flights. Didn't have to touch the pier that I the uh, pier I gain on the V bar, and it was it just flew great. You know, very minimal tuning, I would say, for a you know a high performance tail. But with the brushless BK servo, now still same great performance, if not a little bit better. But it took a couple more flights to get there. It wasn't just that instant you know one or two flights just adjust the main gain everything just kind of falls right into place and the helicopter flies great it was that wow there's a little bit of uh slow wet gotta adjust the eye gain a little bit wow on an overspeed the thing's really you know chattering a little bit i gotta lower the p gain a little bit um just more tweaking and you know same exact helicopter same exact fly barless system so not only can changing the fly barless system make it easier tougher to tune but changing out the tail servo can also have the exact same effect even when it is the same fly barless system that you know and you know maybe you've tuned it numerous times as as I have with the V bar. Yeah, good call. Definitely. And so that's another variable to throw into all this and with the tail tuning and how long it can take and some frustration here and there. <laughs> I keep trying to run away from the micro heli world, but with the release of the Blade 180 CFX Even I don't think I can deny the impact this helicopter has had on the hobby so far. Package that with Blade Helicopter's worldwide support and local hobby shop availability, and now we're staring at an industry-leading micro-helicopter that you can fly in your backyard. Man, you gotta count me in. Blade Helicopters, number one by design. Visit them on the web at www.bladehelis.com. So guys, what's happening in a couple weeks? You guys got any plans? A couple weeks? Oh, I do. It's like three weeks away, isn't it? Yeah. I think I'm going to go warm up Maybe a little four bit. O-H-B. I guess it's four weeks, isn't it? It's yeah. yeah. No, it's about three, dude. Yeah. Well, it's... I'm Three and a half? I'm leaving to Orlando on the third. <laughs> and we all hate you for and that. And I'm coming back on the Yeah, night. that's... Sounds terrible. <laughs> I don't know why you'd want to do that. I don't know. I don't know, have any idea why I'd want to go from 20 degrees and two feet of snow to 70 degrees yeah. in the sun. Not logical at all. So, yes, I will be sending a helicopter because I'm going to be down there for so long. But anyway. Which one are you sending? I don't know. I really don't. You don't have a goblin anymore. No, I don't know. I got to get some flights in on the blade so I can decide which one's going. But. Orlando Heli Blowout. Oh, yeah, baby. Yes. Yeah. We're going to be there. We cannot wait. Can't wait. Yeah, we're... Uh, yeah, it's going to be awesome. 
really looking forward to getting down there and hanging out with some of their East Coast friends. Uh, what's the that's on the fifth, sixth, and seventh, isn't that? You know, that's you correct. Know, oh my yep. god, I got it right. Oh, you did shit. it. <laughs> oh, it's it's got to be a sign of something bad to come. I remembered the date. So yeah, we're looking forward to it. And uh, you know, here's the deal. Uh, there's lots to do there. So if you're considering it, but you're like, eh, kind of close to Christmas, but you know, the family, there's things for the family to do while you're hanging out for one or two Heck days. Yeah. So keep that in mind. It might be a good way to get the family out to Florida. If you're from the colder regions, like we are, uh, get your uh, family down to some warm weather, come hang out with the heli guys for a day or two, and then spend a couple days with the family in Florida. <laughs> Sounds like a win-win to me. Yeah. We, uh, cannot so wait. Here's the deal. We're going to, we kind of, we don't know specifically yet. We will probably by the end of this week know what, what our production schedule is going to be like. I mean, you know, we've, we know what we're going to do, but we kind of need to work around OHB's schedule. So we're going to do something very similar to what we did at Urcha. Um, and why I say we don't know is because we're not real solid yet on which day we're going to be doing our actual large, you know, our, our real, our two hour show or however long it is. It might be a Friday. It might be a Saturday. However, I can tell you this, uh, the day we don't do our regular show, we will be doing three mini episodes like we did in our show. Mm-hmm. And, and the day we do do yeah. our mini show, our, uh, our main, our main you show. You said doo doo. Do-do. Do-do. Oh, my God, you guys. What grade are you in? Seven? <laughs> yep. In the seventh Precisely. grade? Precisely. Eighth. Sixth. Eighth. So, anyway, the day that we do our large show, we will also be doing a mini show in the morning. So, only there'll be two shows out that day. One just mini episode and, uh, and then the large. Of course, uh, the mini episodes are going to go up right away. The idea there is much like Urcha. Uh, it's not really a show for the folks that are there, although we will encourage if you are going to be there, come hang out, uh, listen if you'd like. Uh, mainly those shows are going to be for the folks that couldn't make it so they can kind of get a feel for what we're experiencing as our first yeah. East Coast fun fly, that kind of stuff. So tune in for that. And again, you know, big thanks to the crew down there at OHB, Kerry and, and Bert and all the guys down there, man. What a, what a privilege be able to come down there and do what we do. Heck yeah. So, so we're really looking forward to it. Here's uh, another big bit of RCHN news. Uh, we've been mentioning it every week for the past couple weeks. We've been doing a hoodie pre-order. Here's the deal, guys. Yeah. If, you, if you're thinking you want a hoodie, you want to make sure you get the size you need. This is the last week to do it. Uh, for the show... Of course, typically Monday morning goes out Friday by end of business day, and that's Montana time, which is Mountain Standard. Uh, those that shirt order will be put in after business closes. There will be no more pre-orders. So uh, the nice thing about that is uh, Ken's going to be able to get that order in, get them back, and in the mail in plenty of time for Christmas. That was kind of the whole point of it. Uh, great stocking stuffer, great present for people i mean they're fantastic hoodies i'm wearing one right now in fact because it's chilly out uh so get those in if you're interested in a in a particular size uh, we are going to be purchasing extra 
Um, we just can't guarantee that we're going to have the size that you may want. Uh, so, uh, you know, if you're looking for a particular size, by all means, put in a pre-order, but take your chances with maybe being able to get the size. I mean, we're going to get the typical sizes, so it's, uh, it's not like you won't be able to get one, but to ensure it, Friday. Friday is the deadline. Yep. So we'll get those in. Also, too, Ken has got, man, he's got shirts and he's got hats. And and uh, so, you know, take a look at the webpage, see if there's any of that stuff you want. Citizen cards. And Ken, let me tell you, this dude's on top of it, right? Yes, he is. <laughs> yeah. He's you really making that. me look bad. <laughs> yeah, me too. So, we, you know, he created a, a, a private Facebook page that so we can just communicate um, uh, amongst the four of us. Uh, so mainly it was Ken's idea. So he communicate with us, uh, with, uh, his needs for running the store. And, uh, trust me, we, we know, I mean, if you, if you ordered a card at 4.03 PM, uh, we know about it at about 4.05 PM. 4.04. So he's, what I'm getting at is he's on top of this. He gets the order. He does not waste any time. He gets it out. Uh, it's, uh, it's very, it's nice. It's nice for us, and it's nice for those of you who are looking to get a shirt, a citizen card, or a hoodie, or a hat, or anything like that. Uh, it's it's on its way to you ASAP. So take a look at the store. You can see the link at the top of our webpage. Uh, you know, we're kind of we do we do have I think mainly white shirts, I mean, one or two of the black together shirts left. Uh, but we'll probably be getting some more shirts shortly. So. Uh, Check it out. See if there's one that'll fit you and, and uh, get yourself a RCA 10 shirt. Uh, let's see. Facebook continues to grow. I got to tell you, the last couple of weeks Daily. has been a pretty banner uh, growth in Facebook likes. Thank you for your support on Facebook. Yep. Fantastic. It's awesome. Uh, check out our forum if you'd like. Stay tuned on that. We're in the works. But also, um, I'd invite you to check out the homepage. We've got the chat box there, always a group of guys sitting around talking hallies and uh, and sometimes other things. <laughs> so join the conversation, see what you think. I think maybe we should uh, get out some emails. I got one we... thing really quick, Dan. I don't care. I was waiting patiently. <laughs> you had a lot of good stuff to talk about there. I am probably only a couple of days away from releasing on our forums the rchn battery c rating database this was something that came out of the optipower review uh there are a number of listeners that expressed interest in private messages and emails about having some way of uh sort of putting everyone's data in one spot uh, it's similar to what they have done in the past over at rc groups Again, not not trying to compete with anyone, but uh, I figure we've got a lot of good listeners with uh, interest in doing it. And so check on our forums uh, when you hear this and I will have a thread in there that explains a couple of things and it's going to be a Google Drive spreadsheet, basically. So if you're interested in contributing you just let me know uh, either in the thread or privately what your email address is that's linked to Google, 
and uh, I will add you to the spreadsheet, and then you can go ahead and fill in as much data as you want whenever you want. Uh, Nick, if I wanted to get in touch with you, how would I do that? You would shoot me an email at nick at rchelynation.com. Jesse? You would send me an email to jesse at rchelynation.com or catch me on Facebook. Justin? Justin at rchelynation.com or on Facebook. I'm Dan. You can reach me at dan at rchelynation.com. Dan Kirit on the forums. And I'm also on Facebook as well. Got a question about uh, anything in the store? Your best bet is to send an email off to Ken at rchelynation.com. He will will answer. (laughs) (laughs) Fast. Fast. And on that note, guys, this has been episode 161. Dang near close to 200. That's pretty amazing. We sure hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we enjoyed making it. Have a good week, guys. We'll see you next Monday. Bye, cat lady. (laughs) Later, guys. Take it easy, guys. (laughs) This has been a production of RC Heli Nation, LLC, and is brought to you by KDE Direct, SoCo Heli Tools, Progressive RC, Blade Helicopters, BK Servos, Rev Electrics USA, and Rotary Wing RC. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please feel free to send us an email.